Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Sparks, presented by betonline.ag. I'm Sydney Weiss. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Sid, thank you so much for that. We appreciate it as always. It's crazy to think that we are here. The WNBA draft has happened, and the LA Sparks have the 7th, 10th, 22nd, 28th, and 34th picks in the 2021 WNBA draft presented by State Farm. General Manager and Head Coach Derek Fisher, along with draftees Jasmine Walker and Stephanie Watts, join us on this podcast to talk about the future of the LA Sparks and being back in LA. We're going to start with Head Coach and General Manager Derek Fisher. Derek, let's talk about your experience of this year's draft and what you walked away with. Yeah, no, we're 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 really excited. We we um, you know, as everyone knows, we we intentionally made the move to get up to seven. You know, we were able to execute on the plan we had coming into the draft. Um, you know, we there were players that we really really felt good about, um, and you know, Jasmine and Stephanie, um, you know, we we had them circled. Um, no idea that a relic would be available at, at 22. Uh, and so we just feel very fortunate, like the great combination of young players and talent uh, to go with, you know, players that we already have slated to be in camp. Uh, obviously our core veterans and uh, we, we just really feel like we, we've put a nice group together that when we start training camp, it is going to be highly competitive uh, and there's going to be a lot of talent out on the floor. And the second question, just, I mean, you played the NBA, you were NBA uh, union president, you've seen the W now. There's only 144 roster spots for for women in this league, and there's a lot of talented players that got drafted tonight that probably aren't going to make a roster. Just how tough is it to make a team in the WNBA knowing that there's so much talent and, and so few spots? Yeah, it, it's really difficult uh, to to find a spot in this league um and stick you know especially we're coming off of 2020 um last year with the draft where players that got drafted didn't even get the opportunity to go to training camp and 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 try and earn a spot uh and so when you you combine that with this season uh you know players will have an opportunity to come to training camp but it will be difficult for for every rookie that was drafted tonight every first year player to to stay with the team that they were drafted by um, but what I found in, in this league is that um, almost every woman in this league um, has unfortunately gotten accustomed to uh, not having as many opportunities maybe as others. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they relish those challenges and, and all they ask for is an opportunity. And that's what we're hoping to be able to provide when camp starts in 10 days. We'll go over to Rashawn Haylock with KTLA. When you look at Arella, you you mentioned she has a uh, lottery talent. 
Um, do you feel like you kind of got a steal with her? And then how do you, how, what are you most looking forward to in terms of, you know, with her, with her what, what she'll be able to bring to the squad? Uh, yeah, no, there's no question that uh, we got a steal. Uh, you know, there's, there's usually um, at least one, you know, player in a, in a sports draft that drops for different reasons and various reasons. And, uh, you, you know, you, you try not to allow yourself to be defined or, fig, you know, have other people define uh, whether or not it's the right pick for, for your team. And we felt like at that time for our group, uh, she's by far obviously still the best player on the board, but to, to have a lottery talent available at 22, um, an opportunity that we could not pass and um, already having gotten the opportunity to, to start, um, you know, connecting with her a little bit, like, you know, we, um, you know, we're, we're going to be ecstatic to see how this plays out on the court. Um, we really didn't expect it. Uh, and so, you know, this changes some of our decision-making for sure uh, in terms of how we put our final, um, you know, 15 players together uh, going into camp. But um, it, it's a problem worth having when you can access a player like Arilla. We'll be back with more from Derek Fisher right after this. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. John W. Davis with Winsider has our next question. So you mentioned the 15 coming into camp. Um, kind of talk to me a little bit more about the thought process behind who you're actually going to invite to camp. And then past that, you'll have about two weeks to get down to the 11 or 12 that you're going to have on the final roster. Like, how are you going to do all of that in less than a month? Yeah, um, you make the job sound really difficult, which is cool. Um, <laughs> But no, I think the first the first part of it, you know, there's still a lot of work to do um, tonight uh, in, in discussions with with our staff and uh, get an opportunity to, to connect with our coaches. And, uh, you know, most of this is virtual, so we're not in the same room as much as we normally would be. Uh, so connecting tonight and starting to talk through, you know, what group we feel like will give us the best chance to then pare down to um, the best 12. Uh, that's the job and responsibility that I have uh, now that I'm the general manager as well as the head coach. Uh, you know, I have to immediately start to separate the personal feelings uh, that I have for players that I'm coaching uh, because I have to also wear the hat of management in terms of doing the right things by the organization uh, overall and, and beyond uh, the right player or the right person or X's and O's, et cetera. Uh, so, it's part of the process in pro sports. And, and again, I think in the WNBA, uh, you know, these women are, are strong. Uh, they are resilient. They've been through, you know, worse things. And um, it's all a part of it. And so we'll make the best decision that we can, uh, that we feel like gives us the best chance to be successful this season. And, um, and then we'll let the rest play out. Miriam Swanson with the LA Daily News. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask about Jasmine and Stephanie particularly. Like, what, what specifically do you think will fit for you guys and, and that gives them a good shot at making this squad? You know, I, Jasmine um, and Stephanie are, are both players that 
you know, we ha we've had circled on the board for a while. Uh, you know, they continue to both gain, um, you know, I think interest from around the league as the college season went on and played out and both had really good seasons. Uh, and they both fit, you know, what we wanted to continue to add similar to the, the decisions we made in free agency, you know, to add players like Bria Holmes and Nia Coffey uh, to our group uh, to continue to, to add versatility. Uh, and both of those players provide floor spacing, being able to shoot the three really well and at a high level, um, and also give us the versatility on the defensive end that we want to continue to build on um, as you match up against the best teams in this league. And you, we need to be able to have multiple weapons to do that. Uh, we've asked a lot of, you know, TRP. We've asked a lot of Brittany Sykes. Um, and we want to continue to add players that can take that responsibility of, of guarding the players you need to, to guard and defend in this league. Uh, and we feel like both Jasmine, Stephanie uh, in particular, and, and then again, uh, Arilla as a 5'11 guard, uh, that, that's great size. And when you think about us losing, losing Chelsea in terms of the bigger guard, uh, it was a great opportunity for us in, this, in the second round. Thanks. We'll go over to Brady Klopper with SB Nation. I wanted to go back to Arella for a minute. Um, you you mentioned that she was obviously the best player left on the board uh, at that place, but that teams might have passed on her because she's not the right fit. And in the second round, you have to be drafting for fit. So I'm wondering what it is that stood out to you that made her be a good fit in your system and on your team and then adding on to that, you're talking about the difficulties of getting to 15 players and then down to 12. Mm -hmm. uh, with, with you adding the second first round pick, I think most of us assumed that you weren't going to get someone in the second round who really had a chance at making the roster or had right. a good chance. And now you get kind of a consensus first round pick or it, first round talent in the second round. And now you've got really three first round talents. Uh, how exciting is that for you? as a coach to make as many moves as you made in the off season to fill out this roster. And now you essentially have three first round picks. Yeah. I mean, as a coach, it's exciting as a GM, not, not so much, honestly. Um, you know, as you were describing the situation that that's what the stressors are of the job. Um, you know, you're, you're trying to make the right decisions, um, you know, based on the information you have looking and evaluating our team and our roster. Uh, trying to understand the, the players and, and the talents, strengths and weaknesses that we have in place already. Um, and what are those talents and skill sets um, and mindsets that we can add uh, to continue to give us a chance to evolve? Um, this was a, a transitional, transformational uh, offseason for our organization. Um, and so we felt like tonight continued to represent that. Uh, that, you know, we can't stand pat when there are opportunities to grow and evolve and adapt and change. Uh, and tonight allowed us to do some of those things. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, everybody may or may not agree with the decisions that I make or that we make. Uh, but, but one thing we know for sure and that we can guarantee is that everyone that, that comes here and, and reports to camp on the 25th uh, is going to have the opportunity and the responsibility uh, to make the most out of the, the chance they get to be a part of this team. And uh, in the W, it, it's, it's not easy to make a team. Um, and the system isn't really set up for everybody to be on the team. They know that better than we do. Um, and, I, and I think that'll raise the level of our competition in camp this year uh, 
which is one of the number one priorities we had going into free agency and also into the draft. We'll go over to Chris Camello with Nightcast Media. Uh, I was just curious with Jasmine, because obviously you traded up and, yeah. and, you, and you get Stephanie Watts. What was it about them, not just as basketball players, but was there a mindset? Was there an intangible that stood out to you and your staff that felt like we've got to make this move because we see something that maybe no, no other team sees? I'm just curious on that when you make a move like you did leading up to tonight's draft. Yeah, I think both players, like, there were kind of two different approaches with each player. With Jasmine, um, you know, seeing her over the last couple of years continue to develop, but then this season in particular, um, started to hear her name more around the league. Uh, more people were going to watch her play uh, that, you know, either lived closer, closer to, uh, you know, being on campus there in Alabama, in that region, in that area. And due to COVID, we really haven't been able to spend uh, much time with these players in person, getting a chance to know them uh, on that level. But watching Jasmine doing our due diligence, uh, talking to coaches, talking to folks that understand as much about her as possible, um, we felt like, to your point, the mindset. Uh, and when you see a player that has grown and developed uh, and gotten better at the rate that she has, um, it confirms for you that she's willing to do the work to continue to improve. She was more of a player that we didn't want people to know <laughs> uh, that one of the main reasons why we moved up to seven was fingers crossed that she would still be there. We didn't know if it would work out for sure. Uh, but as the draft started to unfold, uh, we, we, we continued to get more excited. So, uh, you know, she intentionally, uh, it, it was a part of the, the reason why we tried to get up to seven. Uh, Stephanie, is a player that, you know, like her skill set, her length, uh, her, her activity. Um, but again, to your point, her personality and her mindset, uh, most players on the women's side have, have been through injuries at the collegiate level or in, or in high school, and they have to learn how to bounce back from, from really difficult things at early ages. Um, and Stephanie's one of those people. Uh, she turned 24 uh, on April 12th. And so we feel like even though she's a first year player, uh, she's she's a grown woman and she can come in uh, and handle the responsibilities that come with being a pro. Uh, and so we, we're just really excited um, about tonight. Uh, again, makes the job harder for all of us trying to figure out uh, who, who will be the right 12 to, to, to move forward with. Uh, but we'd rather have those problems than, 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 than the opposite. Go to Ross Gold on Mude. Um, I really just, you know, I was listening to everything you've already said. So I had a question for you then in your first draft as GM, you know, what was it like? Um, and I guess the second part is, you know, what's the goal and for the identity of this team as you crafted, not only as a coach, but also as a GM? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the first question, like tonight was uh, surreal. Um, very, very thankful for the opportunity to, um, to be in this position and take it very seriously, um, you know, balancing, you know, what I think as a coach we need on the court. Uh, but I, I believe one of the reasons why I took the job and accepted the job to become the general manager is, is, is wanting to, to ensure that beyond X's and O's uh, that we're drafting the right women as people. 
um, that we're doing the right things as an organization off the court, um, you know, beyond game plans and strategies. Uh, and so tonight, I, you know, really tried to hold true to those, uh, to those ideals that regardless of my personal feelings or personal beliefs at times as a coach, uh, as a GM, you know, th there's a certain way to try and manage the night as best you can. And hopefully, especially when we look back on it, um, you know, we, we, we can feel good about it. Um, I think the second part, like in terms of just where we're going, um, I, you know, I, I think that's really important. Like we're, we're changing. Uh, we really are. And on the court, we want to be dynamic. We want to be, you know, fast. We want to be passionate. Um, you know, we, we want people when they watch us play, like I don't have a lot of any hair uh, up top at least, but I want people to feel like we're playing with our hair on fire, like literally, um, you know, getting after people, every possession, making people uncomfortable when they play against the Sparks, no longer living off of the names uh, on the back and, and who we are, um, but really relying on the work and, 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 and the fight and, and the mindset to be champions. Um, and, and, and combining that, of course, with great impact in the community of Los Angeles and representing girls and women and women of color in a way uh, that uh, hopefully inspired them to want to support us more and be a part of what we're doing. But we have to continue to invest in them uh, in order to make them feel special. So um, thanks, everybody, for sticking around and, and joining tonight. Uh, continue to cover this game and, and cover this league. And uh, obviously, I'm biased. Please cover our team more than any other team. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Coach. And after this break, we're going to hear from the number seven overall pick, Jasmine Walker. I don't know if you have this issue, but finding sunglasses that fit me and look good is not an easy task. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code CANANCAST15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. Canon. Clearly better. Jasmine Walker, the number seven overall pick. I'm curious what sort of contact you had with the Sparks before the draft, how you see yourself, you know, fitting into this team going forward. Uh, again, like... Like uh, Coach said, I see myself fitting into the system because of how well I shoot the ball, uh, the work I'm willing to put in to get better, um, just overall, just ready to work. And then I know you played against Stephanie in the first round of the tournament this past season um, when Alabama played Carolina. What can you tell us about her? Uh, Stephanie is a great player, uh, a great player. Um, she gave us a run for our money when she was playing against us. Uh, yeah, she's definitely one of those great players that I've played against. So I'm glad to say that she will be one of my teammates. Chris Camello. I was just kind of curious about your mindset coming into camp. Obviously, this this is a very deep roster. It's a new look roster. But is there a fearless type of uh, mentality that you have? Like, I'm, I'm just going to come in and I'm going to I'm not going to back down from anyone and I'm just going to show everyone that I do belong in this league and on this team. Is there that kind of mindset or what, what is your approach? Uh, yes, that's always been my mindset. I, I never back down from a challenge. Challenges, but challenges is what uplifts me out of anything. Uh, 
yeah, I'm not one of those people who will just let back down from a challenge. I always take challenges or I go for it. Uh, Derek was just talking about how hard it is to make a roster in this league. The numbers are really not in anyone's favor in, in terms of uh, rookies who get drafted. What experiences have you gone through that have given you that fighter's mentality to really attack this opportunity that you have to try to make this roster? Uh, my whole life, I've always been on teams that's been the underdog and I've always been the head of the snake. Uh, so I'm, I'm used to a challenge and I'm used to, you know, having to work 10 times as hard as anybody else. So working for something won't be that would be the least of my worries because I've been working on my life for what I want in life. Uh, Miriam Swanson with the LA Daily News. You were saying that you knew what you had to do and you went and got it done um, on the other Zoom and, and mentioned even nutrition. I just kind of wonder what were some of the things that you did in order to kind of get put yourself in position here? Uh, I did extra, uh, whether that was extra in the gym, I got with my nutritionist, extra with him, cutting off snacks that I might have would love to eat but you know I had to put to the side because I knew what was important uh I got with my strength coach more I got more um yeah I just did more like I did more than what I was already doing John W. Davis with Windsider hi Jasmine I know that as great as this night is it can also be overwhelming what would you like to do between now and training camp to make sure that you're ready for LA? Just take one day at a time. And when my time is called, make sure I'm ready, which I will be. And we look forward to it. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you. And now let's hear from draftee Stephanie Watts. Thanks for joining Stephanie. We will start with Tukni Nguyen with the LA Times. Uh, what was today like for you? Were you necessarily expecting your name to be called and head back to Sparks? I know you have history here in LA. So um, what was kind of your emotions hearing your name called? Um, I think my dream was to go back to LA. Uh, I had talked to Coach Fisher a lot. We had really good conversations and um, I'm just overwhelmed and so excited to be heading back to LA and I just can't wait to get to, get to work. Uh, Miriam Swanson with the LA Daily News. Yeah, so you mentioned that you and, you and Fisher had been in communication. Like, what, what, what was he telling you beforehand? And, and I guess, you know, like, not, so not a surprise to hear your, your name in the first round. Um, I, I wouldn't say that, but I would say that we had really good conversations. And, um, you know, we didn't always talk about basketball, but we just talked about life and, you know, our personal and um, just got to know each other as people and just felt that um, it would be a really good fit. So I'm just blessed that they um, kept believing in me and, you know, are giving me this opportunity to come to L.A. Thanks, Miriam. We'll go to John W. Davis, Windsider. Hi, Stephanie. How important is it to come to a place where you know for a fact that they believe in you and they just didn't draft you because you just happened to be on the board at that time? Um, it, it means more than I can explain. Um, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, I've had surgeries. Um, a lot of people counted me out and for Coach Fisher and the entire Sparks organization to continue believing in me in my game and you know what I can do at the next level, what I know I can do at the next level, um, means everything to me. So I'm going to go there and give everything I have and you know make an impact. I can't wait. Thanks, John. We'll go over to Sabrina Merchant with SB Nation. 
Hey, Stephanie, congratulations. Um, just to build on what you said earlier about your conversations with Fisher, uh, was that something like that relationship that you were able to build with other teams during this pre-draft process? Or was that sort of unique to when you were talking to Fish on the Sparks? Um, I would say it was pretty unique. Um, you know, I, I connected with him right away. Um, we got to know each other as people. I mean, our first conversation, we probably talked for 30 minutes and didn't talk about basketball. Um, he got to know me as a person. And I think I really connected with him and was hoping that I would get the opportunity to come to LA. And I did. So I just feel more than fortunate to have that opportunity. And then I was hoping you could give us like an early scouting report on Jasmine Walker since you had to play her in the tournament just this past year. Yeah, I mean, y'all will see for yourselves, but um, she's, you know, she's a tall, long player that can shoot the ball, that can defend, that can do it all. So I, I just, I feel so fortunate to be able to play with a player like her. So, you know, we got to play her in the first round of the um, NCAA tournament and she's a special player. I mean, I don't know how many people that long and athletic and tall that can shoot the ball like she does. So I'm, you know, fortunate to have her as a teammate. Thanks, Sabrina. We'll go over to R.L. Bynum. Last, last season, when you came back to Carolina, could you have envisioned yourself being a first-round top-ten pick? Uh, is this something that you expected, or uh, what were your feelings a year ago? Uh, yeah, this is something that I've expected. Um, a lot of people didn't believe in me, but I know my capabilities. I know what I can do on the basketball court. A lot of people counted me out after injuries, and I like that. I like when people sleep on me because um, I know me and I know what I can do, so. That doesn't phase me. And I, this, yes, this is something that I expected. This is something that I knew I was capable of. Go over to Megan Hines. Within your career, you've had a, a lot of ups and downs. And I just want to know, like, how did you persevere coming back from injury? And what are you most looking forward to grow from, from the, in your game? Yeah, I, I came, I was coming off an injury. So it was, I got up to a little bit of a slower start than I would have liked. And, you know, people slept, people counted me out and that's fine because, you know, I knew I was just getting off to a start with um, injuries, but I knew what I was capable of, as I've said a thousand times already. And um, I, I just know that I can bounce back after my first injury, I was out for about a year and I didn't play any basketball for a year. And after I bounced back from that, I mean, I, I feel like I can bounce back from anything. So nothing can really slow me down after that. And I'm just fortunate to be here and, and to be in this conversation and to be in this position after uh, going through so much and after being counted out. But I just kept betting on myself. Tim Johnson. Um, I just really wanted to know what are some of your biggest influences off the court that uh, helped you to persevere on the court? Off the court, my family. Um, like I keep saying, and I'll say again, everyone counted me out except for my family. My family kept betting on me. My family kept believing in me. Um, no matter what the circumstances were, they, they've seen me play time and time again, and they kept betting on me. They kept believing in me. They kept telling me, you know, you're the most athletic player out there. You're the most this out there. And they, they kept believing it until, you know, I started believing it again myself. So I do it for my family and, and just because they kept believing in me and, you know, helped me believe in myself again after, you know, getting off to some slow starts after injuries and reminding me what I could do on the court. So definitely my family. Thank you so much. Our last question to Chris Camello. Uh, hey, Stephanie, congrats on being the 10th overall pick. You know, Coach uh, Fisher uh, spoke about your mindset. I, I believe he used the term a grown woman, like he called you a grown woman, meaning your mentalities, uh, you know, alluding to your maturity. How do you think that helps you coming into an environment where no spots are guaranteed? There's a lot of depth at the guard position. How is your mindset going to help you uh, get through this training camp for, for the LA Sparks in, in hopes of trying to make this team? Um, like I said, I think I have the mindset that, you know, I can do whatever I 
you know, believe enough to do. And I think I can do whatever I put my mind to. And I have the work ethic to to get through it. I have the motor. Um, I, you know, I stay in tip-top shape. I have the motor. I have the mindset. And I think I'm just going to come play my game and do what I know I can do. Congratulations, Stephanie Watts and Jasmine Walker. We'll see you at training camp very soon. Good luck, ladies. As always, special thanks to Eli Horowitz for guiding the media through this post-draft conference call. And again, special thanks to head coach and general manager, Derek Fisher. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Follow me at SwissBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter, and Stacy at Stacy Pates on both platforms as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network. For Sydney Weiss, I'm Stacy Pates. This has been a presentation of BetOnline.ag. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.